You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 5th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Cold weather blowing in tonight. The National Weather Service says a fast-moving system will bring single-digit temperatures, a wind chill near zero, and up to an inch of snow throughout the day on Thursday. It doesn't look like we'll see heavy snowfall, but make sure you bundle up as the temperatures won't get out of the teens on Thursday, with an overnight low of 9. The field is getting crowded in the race for Camden County Presiding Commissioner as another candidate entered the race this week. Former Presiding Commissioner Chris Franken says he'll be seeking election to that seat. Franken made his announcement on Monday, pointing to divisiveness in the county's government and a lack of transparency. Franken will face Lydia Porter as well as current Presiding Commissioner Greg Hasty in the election August 2nd. Eagle Days returns this weekend to the lake. For a day of free fun and learning about the incredible birds of Missouri, this year's Eagle Days will be a one-day event set for Saturday, January 8th, featuring the live bird programs at Osage National Golf Resort and the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar. For a full schedule of events and more lake news, check out lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the way tonight. MSU Bears are off to a pretty good start to this season. They're 10-5. and They're on the road tonight to play Bradley. The St. Louis Blues are hot of late after that time off around Christmas for the COVID outbreak. They've come back pretty strong, and they look to stay hot tonight. In Pittsburgh against the Penguins, the Blues in a tight race with Minnesota and Nashville in the Central Division right now. High school basketball, Camdenton and Osage Eldon Versailles taking a break tonight, but they'll all be busy. Well, almost all of them will be busy on Friday. Camdenton will play at Central Friday night. Osage will be at home against Outland Friday night. And Eldon will be at home against Salem. You can see Eldon and Salem Friday night on Lake TV, so be sure to check that out. Also, see Versailles coach Jason Oliver. He's the featured uh, coach this this week on the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV, Tuesdays through Friday, every day at 10, 2, and 6. Of course, the Chiefs saw that win streak come to an end last Sunday, losing in Cincinnati. They also lost the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. That number one seed comes with a bye the first week. 
So the Chiefs would love to get that back in order to get back into the top spot in the AFC playoffs. They'll have to win on the road at Denver this week and have Tennessee lose on the road against Houston this week. The Chiefs, again, number two in the AFC playoff standings behind the Titans. Right behind the Chiefs are the Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Colts, and Chargers. NFC playoff standings, number one seed Green Bay, followed by the Rams, Buccaneers, Dallas, and Arizona. Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl. Rams and Packers with the longest win streaks in the league right now at five. And of course, college football's national championship game next Monday, Alabama against Georgia. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. KB show on Lake TV is what's burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Who knows and understands the Lake of the Ozarks better than the people who live here? Key Radio is bringing the public square right to your radio, computer, or mobile device. We get a lot of outside advice on how to handle what's happening at the lake, and that's great. However, we'd rather hear from the people like you who live here, get involved, and really make a difference with Key Radio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key. Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. And good morning, it is 8.07, and things are already a buzz here at the Key Gathering Place. Wow, just wow, that's all I can say. It is, man. Yeah, it is. It's a shame. It's, it's what it really is. It's, it, it's a huge shame. But uh, I, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. Today is the start of the legislative session for 2022. In Jefferson oh, City. Oh, yeah, it is. Yes, uh, today we get underway. And then, of course, tomorrow, uh, the media has created this whole new... Uh, and, and I want to talk about this this morning because it really makes me mad. It, it, it's it's infuriating to think that the only things that we can talk about in this country right now are COVID and the insurrection of January oh, the 6th. Gosh. That's it. That's Those it. Are... That's all the media is focused on. That's it. And. Like... 
And then all those poor people that were uh, stranded in their vehicles on the East Coast, which now we're getting ready for a, a pretty serious weather day tomorrow. And we'll go over that here in just a minute. But uh, I, I am just beside myself with, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, necessarily know what you want to call it. If you want to call it rage, if you want to call it that uh, uh, I'm just finally fed up with all of this here locally and something seriously needs to be done about it. And we need to start exposing the people for who they are and what they're doing. Yeah. And, and you know, my friend, I think you hit on something there. Um, at what point is enough enough? Because we've always looked at the federal level and, and uh, how much uh, uh, consternation and corruption and, and all of the backstabbing and the backroom deals and, and all of the things that you just don't know about until it's been done to you already. Uh, but we don't have to look that far. Th- that sort of stuff happens right here in our just backyard. Up the road. That's up the road from yeah. where we're at. That's yeah. exactly right. So um, that is why it is vital, critical for everyone listening and all of your neighbors to be involved in as much as you possibly can every day with what's happening in your local community. Yeah, you got to really pay attention to it, especially with what we're going to be talking about later on with planning and zoning. I mean, this has just really, really turned into... Uh, it's a debacle. Uh, yeah, and, and, and it explains a few things, like uh, some additions to uh, the county budget, as far yep. as, as, as adding personnel. To the prosecutor's office, yep. yeah. And, and, yep. and, you know, I hate to say it, folks, but, you know, more and more in this information age that we live in, it is easy to acquire this information. So you're not, if you think you're going to get something past us and we're not going to be paying attention, you better make sure that you get it past us and we're not paying attention. Because once these things start to surface, it's like you, you, you think people just can't learn a lesson there's 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 no opportunity to learn a lesson 23 degrees is where we are with a mostly clear sky 32 the high 12 the low and then get ready for tomorrow when uh, again uh, we had the weather episode what was it last weekend or the weekend it was last weekend. yeah it was last weekend yeah it was supposed to you know the world was supposed to end right and (laughs) and all of that and and uh, you know uh, we all went to the store and bought up everything we could buy (laughs) and, and packed it away and we got all of our uh, uh, toiletries and and personal hygiene products and uh, you know dog food and baby supplies and got enough uh, food to feed a family of uh, four for uh, a month or more and it really wasn't a, a, a bad deal all because I, I think they made such a big deal about it and on top of it though I think we uh, well here in Camden anyway they were pre-treating on Friday afternoon yeah. Well, you know, and then it all got washed off by all that heavy rain. Yeah. You know, but you know, they had also predicted, I think, that it was supposed to be colder sooner than it wound up getting. Yeah. And had that de- happened, you know, if, if the two things would have came together at the same time, all that water coming down and the cold at the same time, it could have been very, very ugly. Back off to the west and northwest, I think they got hit hardest by all of this here as far as the state of Missouri is concerned. And then uh, we were somewhere in the middle, so we could get ice, snow, freezing rain, sleet, Isn't whatever. Isn't that the fun part about being in middle Missouri? You really don't ever know what's going to happen until it's happened. Yeah. <laughs> once once you wake up the next day and realize that, you know, you're you're knee-deep in snow or right. your, uh, your house is missing its roof or whatever. Right. 18, the expected high tomorrow and a low of 10 above. And it is going to get down there wind chill-wise again. Probably tomorrow morning when you walk out the door, it's going to feel like it's about uh-huh. zero here in uh-huh. the Camden area. 
So uh, do everything you can. As as I as I sit here and say, Bill's wearing his flannel shirt this morning. Ike's got on his uh, what looks to be a flannel kind of jacket with uh, a, a vest over the top of it, and I sit here in t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like the wife, you know. She no, what, no, what, Chris, what's, what's her name? Christina. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> with a K. No, she she could be at home, you know, like with shorts and a t-shirt on, and everybody else is bundled up with blankets and all this stuff. So, oh, well, and, and a large part of it, I think, is I keep, you know, speaking of, People being bundled up. My wife, who who I affectionately refer to as Nanook of the North, when she comes out and she's got on, you know, she's got on the leggings with the pajama pants on over the top of them with the sick, the thickest socks money can buy, okay. plus a sweatshirt. And then she's wearing a hat, like, you know, something that covers up her ears. And I look down and she's got gloves on. And I'm like, <laughs> what is your problem? She goes, you know, she can't quite get the words out because she can't form them because she's so cold. I'm sitting in there, you know, hey, this is great. Uh, I don't know what you keep your house at. I keep ours. Ours is about 68 degrees. That's where I keep keep ours. Yeah, right about that. Because, I mean, I want the propane to last when we we really get hit hard. (laughs) You know, we get into a a serious groove here. 34 on Friday, 50 the high on Saturday with uh, maybe some showers in the afternoon. Sunday side of 34. And uh, that's really all you need to know about that. Uh, one other thing I want to look at here this morning, uh, as I tell you again, 23 degrees is where we're sitting here this morning at uh, the Key Gathering Place on South Business 5 in Camdenton. Looking at uh, the most recent uh, statistics from uh, Bagnell Dam, lake level at 658.54, river level at 551.61. So, okay, we're getting ready to kick off the legislative session, correct? That starts today for all intents and purposes. And uh, some things that uh, you might uh, be looking forward to, some other things you may not be looking forward to, uh, and some things, I guess, that uh, maybe folks don't even know about. Uh, They have uh, put together an article here, uh, fox2now.com. What to know about Missouri's upcoming legislative <laughs> session? Well, it's already kind of in the weeds a little bit with all the pre-filing. Yeah, and it's a little early to know what's really going to happen. Um, you have to, you know, all these bills are first and second read, and then they get maybe, then they might get a committee assignment. So we really need to start seeing what committee assignments are happening and uh, uh, whether they get a hearing. And once they get hearings and how far they're moving through the hearing process, that's a big deal. Um, the other big deal is listen to leadership. Uh, the House, the, the Speaker of the House and the Senate pro tem. Um, you can listen to what the governor has to say as well. That will give you an idea of what direction the legislative uh, session is going to go. But mostly um, you can listen to, like I said, the Speaker of the House and, and the Speaker and the Senate pro tem. Uh, they're going to give you an idea of what's probably going to move the most because, um, unfortunately, in Missouri, the way the legislature is set up, the Speaker and the Senate pro tem have a lot of power uh, to stop a bill, start a bill, get it moving, get it unmoving, whatever the case might be. So if it's not on their priority list, um, chances are it's not going to get very far. But uh, <clears throat> to keep everybody happy, uh, they'll let a few things go by, you know. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, we'll, we'll probably be hearing a lot about congressional redistricting. And uh, it's interesting yeah. because we've seen some of the proposed redistricting maps, and it uh, literally cuts Camden County in half literally cuts Camden County in half. Put some, a portion in one district, a portion in another district. 
Well, the last one cut Laclede <laughs> County in half. Right. Uh, so. School reform will be on the agenda as well as vaccine mandates and distributing historic, historic amounts historic. of money. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. Republicans don't mind spreading that money around, it's all right. Uh, the upcoming November elections will be held for multiple offices across the state, including U.S. Senator Roy Blunt's seat, who's retiring. Thank you. Thank but God. before the November elections, lawmakers will need to approve new redistricting maps, and that is going to probably get uh, <clears throat> get them even more into the weeds than they already are. Um, it says, I'm concerned about this session, then uh, I'm more concerned about this session than I have uh, been in a very, very long time. This is from Senator Jill Shupp, a Democrat from Creep Corps. My hope is at the end, common sense prevails and we don't take away local control. <laughs> Besides redistricting, another big topic on the agenda, appropriating millions of dollars. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody on our side that wants to spend every dime we have, said Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden, a Republican from Columbia. I just think that's irresponsible. Well, if you look at the uh, <coughs> ever-growing national debt. <laughs> a lot of irresponsibility. Going I would around. say that, you know, when you're funding programs for turtles and shrimp and all these other things, uh, there's there's always somebody there with their hand out. Yeah, and I would like to remind Senator Rowden, uh, you know, take a look at what our budget would be if you didn't take that federal money and then tell me what you'd want to spend. So uh, if you really want to be f- fiscally responsible, don't take any more of the federal funds. Well, and, and that's interesting because I pulled up a, a story earlier this morning and it said that the state may leave some of that uh, federal transit money on the table. The $1.2 trillion Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act provides $91 billion in funding for transit. These dollars could significantly influence Missouri's ability to provide critical access to jobs, health care, and education. However, there is a catch. Non-federal or local match funds are required without it, states will be leaving federal funding on the table and the majority if i'm if i'm not you know if i'm not wrong but if i remember i read this somewhere that a whole bunch of that funding it's not going to roads and bridges it's going to bus traffic and putting in uh uh putting in charging stations and um um some sort of mass rail you know like the rail system there in in st louis or doesn't uh, Kansas City have some sort of a trolley system or something of that nature? So those are the types of, that's where a lot of that money is going to go, is into those types of uh, uh, transportation issues. It's not going to help your, it's not going to help I-44 and I-70 get repaved or fixing any bridges along there. Right. Just, so, right. you know, it's, and, and that's probably a good reason not to get involved in a lot of it. I'll tell you what, you know, it's, it, it's such a shame that when you come out with something like a bill that is supposed to be for roads, bridges, infrastructure, yet you just can't leave it the heck alone and do what needs to be done with roads, bridges, and infrastructure. Well, when you have an agenda like the left has, uh, <laughs> this is the this is the type of thing you're going to see. You're going to see uh, requirements and, and so many restrictions on how you can and cannot spend that money. Yeah, you know, and yeah. and uh, man, that's just um, it's just wrong to do that. Uh, uh, you know, and it. Uh, yeah, just yeah. There you go. That's yeah. So you can get yeah. in there and we can hear your lovely speaking voice. How you doing this morning, Matt Burns? I'm doing pretty good. Yourself? Yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, I, I didn't realize this. It's been. It's a cold one this morning. It's a yeah. It's a little chilly out there. It's going to be colder tomorrow. So you know, whatever you got going on, 
bundle up again as I say that sitting here in shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, high of 19. High of 19. <laughs> and that's pushing it. It's it, January. Well, you know, we've been enjoying all this great weather. Now it's time <laughs> yeah. to pay for it. But that's right. back that's right. to what I uh, back to what we were talking about here, this uh, this 1.2 trillion dollar infrastructure bill. And then they want to spend what another 2 or 3 trillion more. Yeah, on the Build Back Better. Yeah, Build Back Better. Oh, my gosh. Build Back. So what do you mean? It wasn't built right in the first place? So we have to build back better? (laughs) That's right. Build uh, back better. Yeah, see, you know. So all that uh, money we wasted prior to this. (laughs) Right. Well, we've been falling apart for this long. And and, and zero, boys, zero accountability for all of it. Absolutely. Yeah, and and it's not an American thing. This Build Back Better has been been being used by globalists for a long time. The World World Economic Forum and all these other outfits, they've been using this Build Back Better theme. When it first kind of came around during the campaign, a lot of people were like, because, I mean, Build Back Better. That's about the stupidest slogan. It doesn't ring. It doesn't fit. Kind of like I'm with her. Yeah, right. It, it's <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah, that's that's what, that's probably Biden probably has a shirt like that. This is I'm with her, yeah, right. pointing at Kamala. But anyhow, that's right. uh, so <laughs> it, it's just. But th- this this is the globalist idea, um, and and uh, this is the agenda that they want to put out there, which is the the go green stuff. Um, all of that green energy, all of the charging stations, the windmills, the, the this project, the that project. And these are the type of jobs they're talking about are these uh, solar plant jobs, you know, and all these things that will not, under any circumstances in America this day and age, support itself. It all has to be subsidized by the government. It all has to have some sort of trickery uh, to get people to do it. And if you look at uh, cases of Solyndra, when Obama was in office, I think you can just say that it's nothing more than a kickback to our buddies and a handout to a bunch of cash. You know, uh, make yourself the CEO of Solyndra, pay yourself uh, $10 million a year, and uh, go build this uh, fake plant that you really don't ever see happening. But as long as you're making $10, $15 million a year as the CEO, um, it's all good. So are we supposed to, uh, or have we found homes for all of the coal miners that uh, they're going to put out of work? What was it, in West Virginia? Golly. Yeah, uh, West Virginia, Ohio, Ohio, Pennsylvania, yeah. now all that. And all, those, all these folks were promised jobs. You know, we'll, we'll make the transition. Now, when I say that, do they have to, you know, pick up and move to where these facilities are being built? Uh, are they going to build them where the coal miners uh, live now so they don't have to pick up and leave? I mean... I remember this being talked about several years ago on another, you and I were on the air, mm-hmm. and Blaine Luchtemeyer called in, and we talked to him about some jobs training and all this other sort of stuff, or something that was going, so I remember they were shifting, but he actually brought up, oh, well, there's money in the bill to train these people to do X, Y, Z, otherwise, to do other things. I don't remember what they were cutting out, but... That to me just just it just it just it was just ugly. It's an ugly thing. So you're going to at the government do something like you're talking about right now, getting rid of coal mm-hmm. that is going to displace and put a lot of people out of work. Oh, but don't worry about it. We've put money in the bill to retrain you to do something else. Well, maybe they don't want to do something else. Maybe they enjoy the coal mining. Maybe they enjoy the money they're making by coal mining because I think it pays fairly well. It should pay fairly well. Uh, 
Um, you have to go down to a hole in the ground and risk your life. You're so. going to be paying me an awful <laughs> yeah. lot to go do that. So uh, these are good jobs that these people enjoy. It's it's something that God has given our nation to be able to use and do. And excuse me, I think we've done a pretty doggone good job of scrubbing the garbage out of the out of the exhaust. Uh, you're never going to get it down to zero emissions like they want it to be. But we've done a pretty good job of it. You're not going outside if you live around these plants and, and wiping, you know, soot off of your car anymore like they used to be back in the 50s and the 60s when Roger Revelle first came up with the idea of global warming. Um, we'll, we can go back that far if you want to. Uh, but uh, so, you know, by gosh, you know, the, the Chinese don't care. The the Indians don't care. And I mean, the country of India, um, other, you know, these other countries don't care what's happening in those regards. We should care. And I'm glad we do. But we have an abundance of coal. And do you remember when Bill Clinton paid back his buddy Mukhtar Riyadi mm-hmm. for the Indonesian and he took the world's largest deposit of soft coal other than in, in Indonesia, right, mm-hmm. and cut it off in America and turned it into a national park. That whole area out west cannot be mined now. Why doesn't, you know, why do, Donald Trump should have come along and undone that and started digging in the getting them digging in the ground as quick as they could. We could have got four more years of coal out of it because right. then Biden would have cut them off at the least. <laughs> well, right. you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, well, you know, something. Well, and, and, yeah, no, really. And here's the thing about it. Now, and, and let's let's look at this. You put money, taxpayer dollars, in a, in a bill that's going to provide training. Okay, great. So you pay for their training, but... Are the wages anywhere close to what they were making before? I mean, uh, whatever they'd be doing, which I don't know, what would they be doing? <laughs> and and would their wages be uh, at all close to what they were making before? What kind of benefits would they have? Do they have? Does this provide any type of insurance? Well, and any incentives or? That's a great point, but. It really is a deeper thing than that because uh, coal mining goes back generations. And you have men and women, but mostly men, and this is what they know. This is what they like to do. This is what their father did, their grandfather did. And imagine taking a farmer and saying, "We're you're, you're not going to be a farmer anymore. You're going to go sweep the floors in some factory. They don't want to what do that. What does it sound like to you, though? What does it sound like when the government's telling you what you're going to do? Well, sounds like communist planning to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but that, I'm just saying, you know, it sounds good like, oh, we'll, we'll just retrain these people. They don't want to do those things. Uh, They're it, doing what they love already. And, Let them do and, it. And not only that, uh, you know, a guy that, down in a coal mine running a jackhammer or, or whatever it is they do, you know, down there, I don't know what all they do. You're going to come out of there, and I'm not saying they can't be retrained. I'm not saying coal miners are dumb or anything of that nature. But you're going to go from that to what, operating a computer keyboard? I mean, come on. What kind of jobs are you going to retrain these people to do? And even if you retrain them, can you guarantee a job for every person? Yeah, no. and how and, no. and how happy are you going to be doing it? Maybe they enjoy it. That's Look, the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. and I don't know if ladies are this way, but I know guys, when you're in, a, in the military, you're in a construction crew, you have a good time razzing each other, you know, just getting along, getting the job done. It's a camaraderie. Right. And, and those guys down in the coal mine, they had to they had to rely on everybody on each other every day for their lives, literally, to make sure you knew what you were doing so you didn't collapse the thing on each other. So you have that camaraderie and if you wind up retraining somebody to what go work in an office, I mean that's their spirit you're taking away. Right. You know, it's just no. Well, now, wasn't it back in the day that they had a thing called the company store? Remember oh, the company oh, store? Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. 
I hold my soul to the, the company, company store, <laughs> yeah, or something right, like that. Right, right. Um, yeah, it used to be that way. Uh, and, and, and so the company store was really the only outlet for those pu- people to purchase products that they needed. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the company store, I guess, was uh, the prices were through the roof. So anything that you make, you uh, you end up paying that and then probably owing some down the road at some point. That was the big issue, yeah. You'd go into the store and you'd buy food for the week, and at the end of it you'd wind up owing money back to the company that you're working for because you couldn't afford the stuff they were selling you. So, yeah, I mean, that was all That was all bad stuff, you know. That's that's all bad. There's, uh, But I don't I don't think it's that way anymore. Well, I don't live in Virginia, obviously. Right. But I don't think and and what are you going to replace coal with? I mean, <sighs> I don't know if you guys have been out here. But Natural you, gas. You can go out here on 54 Highway, and you see these uh, the big propellers off the windmills. Yeah. And you can tell they're used propeller. You know, they've been around. They're They're taking them off and putting new ones on. So this is a constant thing that has to be done, you know. Well, that's those new jobs, man. Exactly, and you're wiping out all of these farms, you know, yeah. and, and all of these different things. So it's not as sustainable as they like to make it out to oh, be. Oh, no. So that's what are you actually stretch. going to If you took coal away tomorrow, uh, this country would be in a blackout. We'd be in did, – did, did, I saw – I think it was a, a, Twitter, uh, a Twitter post, and I'll be doggone if out in California – they're asking people to hold off on charging their cars, their electric cars, because of brownouts. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. I thought it was Babylon B at first, and it, it wasn't. It was a real news article. So um, you're right, man. Once once coal is go- and, and natural gas, they don't want natural gas really either. Yeah. The um, amount of electricity that you use to charge that car offsets <laughs> any benefit that you get by driving that car. Absolute, it does. Absolutely. It's, it's the silliest thing. Well, it's kind of like uh, somebody sent me uh, a news story about, uh, I guess, the cops in St. Louis. I guess it was St. Louis City, St. Louis County, whatever. They were uh, being asked not to answer certain uh, calls if they didn't consider them to be like uh, a life-threatening situation. I'll have to I'll have to pull it up. It's on my uh, it, it was uh, on my phone. Somebody sent me. that. I think Springfield PD, um, Springfield, Missouri, they started doing that a few years ago, where they were basically only responding to nine one one emergency type calls. But what was the purpose? I, I, I short of staff. I guess, what, yeah, what? staffing issue or right? just re- lack of resources or I don't know. I'll pull that one up and we'll uh, discuss that along with more. We're going to get to uh, some <clears throat> planning and zoning discussion. Matt Burns, Ike Skelton, uh, you might have uh, heard of the program. It's called the BS Nation, and we do feature it on this uh, particular station right here. Uh, Mondays, uh, 2 a.m., 10 a.m., 6 p.m. Let me run down the uh, the list again because I know it's on here on Saturday as well, 2 a.m., 10 a.m., and uh, 6 p.m. Probably want to check it out. I think it would be a good idea. This is the kind of conversation that... Uh, Hopefully, we'll perk some folks up. And if you've got something to add to the program, 573-633-5395, And we've got our new KEYK bumper stickers. Yeah, they, those are nice. Yeah, you, we'll go give you some. Go out oh, and put them. Yeah. Bumpers. Hey, man. Bumper stickers. It was always, this was my favorite when I was out doing like live broadcast. Hey, man, got any bumper stickers? Well, yes, I do. Stacy Johnson joining us from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, as well as Chris Schneider on the program. He is uh, taking care of sports. And Chris, of course, with Lake TV on the key. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 5th. 
take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Cold weather blowing in tonight. The National Weather Service says a fast-moving system will bring single-digit temperatures, a wind chill near zero, and up to an inch of snow throughout the day on Thursday. It doesn't look like we'll see heavy snowfall, but make sure you bundle up as the temperatures won't get out of the teens on Thursday, with an overnight low of 9. The field is getting crowded in the race for Camden County Presiding Commissioner as another candidate entered the race this week. Former Presiding Commissioner Chris Franken says he'll be seeking election to that seat. Franken made his announcement on Monday, pointing to divisiveness in the county's government and a lack of transparency. Franken will face Lydia Porter as well as current Presiding Commissioner Greg Hasty in the election August 2nd. Eagle Days returns this weekend to the lake. For a day of free fun and learning about the incredible birds of Missouri, this year's Eagle Days will be a one-day event set for Saturday, January 8th, featuring the live bird programs at Osage National Golf Resort and the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar. For a full schedule of events and more lake news, check out lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the way tonight. MSU Bears are off to a pretty good start to this season. They're 10-5. and five. They're on the road tonight to play Bradley. The St. Louis Blues are hot of late after that time off around Christmas for the COVID outbreak. They've come back pretty strong, and they look to stay hot tonight. In Pittsburgh against the Penguins, the Blues in a tight race with Minnesota and Nashville in the Central Division right now. High school basketball, Camdenton, Osage, Eldon, Versailles taking a break tonight, but they'll all be busy. Well, almost all of them will be busy on Friday. Camdenton will play at Central Friday night. Osage will be at home against Outland Friday night. And Eldon will be at home against Salem. You can see Eldon and Salem Friday night on Lake TV, so be sure to check that out. Also, Seaver sales coach Jason Oliver, he's the featured uh, coach this this week on the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV, Tuesdays through Friday, every day at 10, 2, and 6. Of course, the Chiefs saw that win streak come to an end last Sunday, losing in Cincinnati. They also lost the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. That number one seed comes with a bye the first week, so the Chiefs would love to get that back. In order to get back into the top spot in the AFC playoffs, they'll have to win on the road at Denver this week and have Tennessee lose on the road against Houston this week. The Chiefs, again, number two in the AFC playoff standings behind the Titans. Right behind the Chiefs are the Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Colts, and Chargers. NFC playoff standings, number one seed, Green Bay, followed by the Rams, Buccaneers, Dallas, 
and Arizona. Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl. Rams and Packers with the longest win streaks in the league right now at five. And, of course, college football's national championship game next Monday, Alabama against Georgia. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. KB show on Lake TV is what's burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niangua River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. Thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 837. Welcome back to what we're doing here. It's called The Daily Show, and we're glad that you could join us on Key Radio 89.3. Or if you'd like to uh, give us a listen online, you can do that at uh, keyradio.live. Don't forget, we've got apps for the iPhone. We've got apps for the Android phone. And uh, you simply go to, uh, like, the uh, Google Store, the Google Play, and you type in K-E-Y-K. I'm sorry, it's Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. And uh, that will help you get it on your Android phone. Go to your app store. If you've got the iPhone, same thing, Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. It's free. You can take it uh, with you anywhere you go. Keep, uh, keep tuned to local events and what's happening here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks as we've got the movers and shakers. On the program, and uh, that would definitely apply today with uh, Ike Skelton and Matt Burns. They make up the BS Nation, a program that you can hear right here on Key Radio on uh, Mondays, Saturdays. And I don't know, maybe we need to kind of up, uh, up the intensity of that program, throw it on another day during the week, because you guys have got some good topics. I was listening to your last show, and it uh, sounded really good. Also, um, you know, we got a couple of guys that are sitting here that are not just doing a podcast, but they are getting involved in their local community. Matt h- has announced his intentions to run for the uh, Camdenton School Board. That's right, yeah. And uh, Ike has uh, announced his intentions to run for presiding commissioner of Camden mm-hmm. County. You bet. So, uh, you know, I think this is pretty uh, good representation of what we would like to see more of in this community. Certainly people that are taking the time to get involved, roll up their sleeves, you know, Sniff out uh, whatever you want to sniff out and, and make people aware of what's going on. Uh, and we've got a lot of really good people that have taken it upon themselves as well 
uh, Dave Maupin, who uh, has uh, Among the Dogwoods, the blog that you can subscribe to that lets you know what's going on yeah. yes. at uh, Canberra County Commission meetings. He does a great job yeah. with that. He does. If you can't attend the meeting, that's the, that, I mean, that's the next best thing is to listen to what he's got going on. And I think that's the thing. Um, you know, and, and uh, the county had made, um, I guess, some sort of a statement that they were going to start recording or videotaping uh, or putting these meetings on Facebook or sure somewhere. Sure should. They, uh, they spent a lot of money on, on those new outfits. I mean, uh, why not have it posted live somewhere? I mean, just live stream off the website. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I, don't, I didn't hear about the live streaming, but I did hear about they were going to record it. But, you know, it's another one of those things where it's, it's well-intended, and then all of a sudden it takes forever to get it done, and now we're spending these thousands of dollars on all of this equipment, and really all you need is something really simple. Yeah. It, I mean, they just make it more complicated than it has to be. And, and, and I mean, like, again, again it's well-intended, but that's what government does. Is, is Stephanie Beeman, is she still uh, recording those meetings? Yeah. Or, 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 or putting when she can. Yeah. I mean, she can't make them all, you right. know, because it's all yeah. volunteer time. But, yeah, yeah. she yeah. does a great job. With yeah, it. if you've got electronic microphones, it wouldn't, and they just recently got those, uh, it wouldn't be that tough to hook them into a recorder and, and, you know, record at least, record the audio. Well, like, for example, the school, you know, KB was talking about me running for the school board. You know, they, they live stream to YouTube. So there you can you just get right on there and watch it, you know. Get on there and watch it. Watch what's going on at your school board. But don't go up there and try to raise a stink. Well, hey. You, you're over here. You don't want the. Uh, Not in my head. Nope, nope, you don't. Nope, you don't nope, want nope, them nope. calling the man on you. Do no, you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, right, right. stay home and watch it where it's safe <laughs> to get up and, and and get mad because if you do it at a school board meeting, there's a good possibility you can get a knock yeah. on the door. And it's going to be a couple of guys in suits and dark glasses. We're with the FBI. Yeah, you can't use the word argue or fight. You know, you have to use struggle and persevere. And oh, is that right? Wow. We have to struggle I, struggle for a better tomorrow. I, you know? I love the First Amendment. <laughs> Ain't that great when they try to control it? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> struggle and or persevere. Well, we're, we're struggling to persevere to come over the BS that we have to listen to when right. we can't say what we want to say. Speaking of struggling, so I went back and I listened to uh, your Matt interview. Matt domestic terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm on the list. Yeah, but don't, don't say that too loud now. That'd be <laughs> That's right. So I, I listened to... Um, I went back and listened to the archive yesterday of your interview with uh, Chris Franken when he made his announcement for commissioner. Right on. And you had asked him... Uh, Something like, well, you know, why do you want to do this or something like that? And he said, he brought up something really interesting, and I don't know if you have an answer for it, and if you don't, maybe I can get it from him, but he said something to the effect of he decided to kind of get into the race or started looking at the race over the incident with Gravelgate. Mm -hmm. That's what he had brought up. And he said, I've been collecting information or facts, I can't remember what he said, but then he said, I'm sitting on it. And then he moved on to talk about other issues with the county. But what does he mean by sitting on it? What does that mean? Do you do you have an answer for that? I or? think uh, his response was in uh, in lieu of some people that had reached out to him, um, some concerned citizens, because okay. it's like it's 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 what I told him. It's kind of like being in radio, and I go out someplace, and I'm supposed to know the answer to whatever question anybody asks me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get that like. Oh, well, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? And I say, I don't know. What? You don't know? Yeah. You know, I- I- even if I was like a retired radio guy, 
the same kind of thing, and I'm still supposed to know that. And so I think knowing that Chris was uh, in county government for a while, from what, 2010 to 2013, that they figured maybe he had uh, an answer to their question. Well, you know, you used to work in, you know, county government. Maybe you can help me with this. Or they were talking to him about the fact that they were upset with how it was being handled and what was going on. Right. And so he had just done some research and done some digging. And I guess, you know, much like anybody... Much like anyone, you can get you know sunshine law uh, stuff. You can uh, get freedom of in, uh, information act stuff. So I mean, maybe he it, just it just really struck me as I wouldn't say odd or interesting, whatever you want to call it. But because I was sitting and thinking, well, if you have information, let's get it out there and you know let's get to the truth of the matter. That's that's what I right. took from it. Right. You know, so. If you're sitting on something, then you know you're waiting to put it out there. At the right time. Well, okay. Let's let's break it. Let's break down the political I mean, process and how it works how it when you're works. running for office. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you you might find a nice little nugget someplace, but do you throw it out there right away? No, timing is everything. Well, L- look what they did to Greitens. You're you're yeah, correct, I mean, except for the fact that there are two people who are being, in my mind, in my opinion, hurt by this. And if you have information that could help them, you oh, sh- you should get it out there. Yeah. Yeah, if it's information that is going to make a difference in whatever court case or anything else that's going on, yeah, you should probably get that out there. But KB's right. Otherwise, you know, in a political campaign, you yeah, find something strategy. on your opponent. I, I, I mean, look that. what you know. happened to the mayor of Lake Ozark when Jerry Morosky was the mayor of Lake Ozark. Sure. Yeah. You know, that was that information that, just like you just said, is that information that should have come out immediately when it was known? Or do I save it and use it when I want to, you know, make a run for political office? Right. I've got some dirt on you. And not to say that Chris has got dirt on anybody. I'm not, I'm not implying that whatsoever. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I'm yeah. talking about the fact that, uh, you know, maybe you've got a campaign manager that says, ooh, look what we found. But oh, we're sure. not going to release it just yet. We're going to wait till it gets a little closer to election time so people don't forget about it. You know what I mean? So right. it, when it, hit, it it's a stunner when it comes out. Yeah, and it's also tough for your opponent to uh, respond to it. If you if you drop the bomb a week before the election, it's really tough to respond to that and, and recover from the damage that it might do. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that's how politics are played, unfortunately. You know, just because I have a job cleaning floors and it uh, it turns out that I had to go to this hotel. Uh, they hired me to clean the floors, but when I was walking out, somebody took a picture of me, and it also got the sign behind me that has hourly rates on it. <laughs> right. What were you doing there? Yeah, uh, cleaning the floor. Oh, sure you were. Yeah, sure, yeah. right, 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 right. Yeah. It's not easy to. Uh, it it it's not easy to. I guess in a lot of instances, when somebody comes after you with some sort of a smear campaign, I mean. You got to have your ducks in a row, and there's always going to be those people that think, "Well, is it true? Is it is is it really true, or is it you know? I don't know what to believe." So rather than rather than uh, vote for him, I'll just uh, yeah, vote for the other guy. I'll vote for the other guy, or not vote at all. So. Yeah, yeah there, there, there you go. Sure. Eight forty-six is our time. I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the anniversary of the January sixth insurrection. And the need for the media to go back and rehash something that was a big debacle. And we know that there were insiders that uh, they were, were helping people. Apparently, of course, we know that the uh, there was at least one of those uh, Capitol Police officers that let people in. Yeah. Uh, and we also talk about the people that are essentially these poli- You know, we talk about the insurrection, but we don't talk about the fact that there are all of these political prisoners 
that are still, are, are they in jail? Are all these people in jail? Are some of them in jail? Are some of them waiting to be tried? You know, you don't hear anything about any of that. You know, these. W- w- I know. Uh, I was listening to Mark Levin, and he was reading. I, I guess uh, Representative Louis Gohmert, and I think maybe one or another representative. Mm-hmm. They they actually made their way in to see some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, Marjorie well, Taylor Greene. Yeah, I think, yeah, did, I think yeah. so. And the conditions are just horrific from yeah. what they described. Um, solitary confinement, twenty three hours out of the day. Um, you know, there are rats running around their cells, uh, just, uh, you know, not proper hygiene, proper nutrition. That's what they claim they <laughs> saw. And, uh, of course, these are people who have not been convicted of anything yet. You know, they're being held, uh, you know, awaiting their trial or whatever it is. So, um, Look, I, I'm, 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 I, I get it, but uh, you might want to go to some of these county jails right here in the state of Missouri and ask them. Well, uh, some of them are very how, good ma- how many That's decent true. meals a day they get, right. and uh, among other things. It's so, not a hotel. It's uh, not, you know, it's three hots and a cot. Uh, the, if yeah, then even three hots. Just uh, yeah, yeah. You work, but, yeah, you work for the prison. Yeah, they're, they're necessarily so. Uh, I get it. It's not supposed to be a pretty place, but these guys, these individuals, have been there for well, it's a year now. Are, are almost a year. So a lot of them, you know, it's been a year since the since the incident, and it was not a violent uprising against an authority or government. Okay, uh, these are some folks that wanted to get into the Capitol building. They were upset with some things that were going on. This is not an insurrection. It was not an insurrection. Um, did they do some? Did some of those folks do some things that they shouldn't have done? Yep, that's true. But at the same time, as you mentioned, when you have police standing there and letting you get away with whatever it is you're doing, like the guy that was all dressed up, uh, that went and sat on the uh, Speaker of the House's dais up on the in their chair. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, the, the bison-headed was, guy. Yeah, there was an yeah. officer on the floor of the House just standing there as he walked by and went up there to do it. You would think that if they shouldn't have done that, maybe that officer would have stopped him or tried to slow him down. Uh, you know, that's their job. Yeah, and, and, and the bison-headed guy, he wasn't just moments away from taking over the country. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think anybody was going to start listening to his edicts when he was going to, if he was going to drop the gavel up there. Right. To, to, but, uh, and then they have video of this individual that is, what is he, an FBI operative? Is that right? Or something of this nature? Uh, and he's telling, he's directing people to go to the building and to get into the building. Uh, they've got videotape of this guy trying to get the riot going, as it were and trying to incite these individuals and then they leave out all the exculpatory information when when uh, uh, president at that time president uh, Trump said be quiet be calm you know obey the law do things the right way I don't know his exact words uh, peaceful he kept using peaceful 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 so uh, this is a sham man and it is it is a uh, a real blight on on our nation and uh can you ever remember a time? Can you ever remember a time when an ex-president has been in the news? A former president has been in the news as much as Donald Trump. Anything and everything the man does, from the clothes he wears to his children to this insurrection, all of this, because they're still trying to come after him and pin something on him, so he doesn't really feel the need to want to run in 2024. If you know that is indeed his decision, he has not said one way or the other at this point. However. You know, for the media 
to uh, we we get two things. I watched the news this morning. We got two things. We got COVID, and we got the insurrection, and that's all like uh, NBC. Oh, we're running a week long series on the insurrection, one of the darkest days in American history. What? They might want to look at an American history when uh, a bunch of veterans of World War One camped out on the uh, lawn of the Capitol and and around the White House, and they were put down by uh, American troops and uh, ran out of town with tear gas and, and guns and batons and the whole nine yards. So uh, this is not the first time that something uh, similar has happened. And um, I'd say that particular time was even handed uh, dealt with in a more heavy hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I'm not one of the guys sitting in this D.C. jail for the last six months or whatever. What happened to a speedy trial? What happened to, and, and being able to face your accuser and all these other things, where are the lawyers for these guys? Why, you know, what is going on up there? Do we need to get, you know, uh, uh, a thousand people and go up there and do a jailbreak? Or what, what's, what's going on here? No, we'd all just end up in jail. Yeah, and, you know, you really okay, have we need to. need 2,000, I'm assuming. You're, you know, I have to ask myself, really, what kind of a fair trial are they going to get in that time? They're not going to get no fair trial anywhere. Exactly. Well, especially well, maybe, there. Maybe here in, 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 you know, Camden County, you might get a fair trial. but yeah. Right. And, you know, what's really hard to stomach is the, uh, the two-tiered system of justice that we have. Oh. Because do you remember when Chuck Schumer uh, stood in front of the uh, United States Supreme Court and, you know, he was talking about them making a ruling on abortion. And he said, if they don't rule the right way, they're going to pay. There's going to be consequences. Well, where was all of this outrage then? He threatened the Supreme Court, you know? And, Where was it then? And Maxine Waters talking about getting into people's faces. How about Barack Obama when he said, if they bring a knife, we bring a gun? Uh, yeah. Seriously, Mr. Uh, Ex-President? Uh, r- really? Or was it Eric Holder? When they go low, we kick them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, them too. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, or, or Cory Booker. I think he said something like, uh, I need you to get up in some faces of some con- Congress people. You if know? you do not see the bias in the media and the bias in how this whole thing is happening, you are B-L-I-N-D. Period. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're blind. <laughs> you know, you were talking about yeah, Donald Trump. Donald Trump is a ratings maker. You know, so they can't let him go. Uh, they they can whip up their ratings by constantly, sure. you know, yeah, keeping the drumbeat alive. And so, oh. in some regard, it was the worst thing that ever happened to the media for him to lose because they've lost their their ratings machine, haven't they? So they got to keep it going some way. Well, the only ratings they have is from probably like a one point zero to a one point four. <laughs> That might be the bump they get. <laughs> well, not, Trump's not. just sitting back saying, you know, at least I'm making money for somebody. You know, capitalism isn't a great thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a great thing, you know, because they're selling their advertisers. And, and, and that's one of the funny things. You know, you, you hear about all the advertisers bailing on guys like Bill O'Reilly and some of the other. Sean Hannity, I think, has lost some advertisers. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And Fox anymore. Tucker. Well, Fox News to me, I'm sorry. Well, the Fox News channel is, is kind of a joke because I watch sometimes I'll watch Fox and Friends in the morning while I'm getting ready you know I'll just turn it on and the stories that they have on and it's just so piddly it's it terrible. really is yeah. and and that uh, I, I, I'm sorry Ainsley uh, Earhart but you're horrible she is <laughs> she is horrible and and I'm not a big fan of uh, of uh, I like Steve Ducey Steve's pretty good but uh, the other one uh, 
what's his name? Brian. Brian, Brian Kilmeade. Kilmeade. Oh. Yeah. He was a shill for uh, for Eric Greitens. As a matter of fact, he had a national radio show. If he still does it or not, he I don't know. Yeah. But when uh, when <laughs> when Greitens was first running for governor in Missouri, I heard on his show, and I called in to Brian Kilmeade's show. And I told him, I said, what in the world are you doing concerning yourself in Missouri politics? You're in New York, dude. You need to leave our politics alone. A whole bunch of people here in Missouri don't want Eric Greitens in governor. Yeah. So back off. And they didn't like that too much. But that's the Did truth, you actually you know? get through on the show? I did. Yeah. Yes, and I told him that. And he kind of stuttered for a little while. I got hung up on by Brian Kilmeade. Is that right? Well, I don't doubt that. He had called uh, <laughs> when I was working at, uh, across town there. And he was supposed to do an interview with our sports director about something. And it was early in the morning, and I just happened to, uh, you know, it was like top of the hour news, whatever we were doing. And I picked up the phone, and he asked for, you know, Brendan. uh, And I said, well, uh, Brendan's not here. I said, is there something I can help you with? He says, well, I'm supposed to do an interview with him. And, uh, you know, this really uh, uh, puts a cramp in my schedule or whatever. I said, dude. I said, if he's not here, there's nothing I can do about it. I said, you want me to give you his other number? That no, oh, I don't want him click. Eh. And he was just a jerk about wow. it. And he just—I'm I'm sorry, but when I watch him, I see that. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And, and you know, Kimberly Gold brought up Greitens. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle is his uh, campaign manager. Right. Are you serious? Uh, and he's been so going around. Don Junior's yeah, fiance. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that's the. You and know, do they really know? Do they know who they're promoting in Eric Greitens? Do they? I mean, have they done any research on this? Well, guy? the Democrats Can are licking their chops, hoping that oh. he gets the nod. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, Come I don't. On. You know, yeah. he provides a lot of fodder for them, doesn't he? I hope the people of the state of Missouri don't get fooled twice. I, I truly just hope so. I just don't hear a peep out of the guy. I don't see any campaign ads he, for him or nothing. He's all on national media, yeah. and he's waiting for that time. I mean, you know, timing and politics is everything. And, we talked and that's, about that. Yeah, that's probably what he's waiting for. You know, he he came out early and didn't get a very good reception, I don't believe. So yeah. he, he's just backing off a little bit. Do, until, a, little, do a little testing, you know, mm-hmm. testing the water there. Yeah, yeah. Find out who's getting traction otherwise as opponents, how many of them are getting traction, and, and find out who you need to attack instead of the entire field. Well, I know it's it's um, there's a lot of Republicans that are running. I don't know how many uh, Democrats. I think there's one uh, independent running as well. But... Uh, at this point in the game, and, and he, here's what irritates me about this. When we get close to an election, it's like everybody who's been elected to do a job drops what they're doing. And, you know, i got to get in front of the TV cameras. i got to be on the radio. I've got, you know, and, and, and we don't push them away. But is there a time when they should be allowed to campaign from so on to so on, uh, such and such, so that they can focus on what it is they're supposed to be doing in the first place? Does that make sense, or? Well, I mean, like if they're already, in, like if they're holding an office already, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, you know, um, there's some. Uh, I think there's some argument there. Uh, should uh, look, you're you're elected to this job, and you're taking a year off from the job that we gave you to go campaign exactly. for this other job that exactly. you want, and no, you're still I hear getting what you're paid saying. for it. You know? And you're yeah, and you're not yeah. Are you doing your job? How can you, you know, can you really juggle? I hear what you're saying. Yeah. On those days, on those days that I don't work, I don't get paid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? Well, but here's the other side of that. You know, if they're not in Washington D.C., they're not doing a lot of damage. So let's, let's <laughs> yeah. keep them out on the road. Can we do that? There you go. I like your thinking. <laughs> no, it's the collateral damage that they're doing on the campaign trail. You know? yeah. Well, that may be. Every time they open their mouth and say something, I mean, and and talk about in this day and age when you really have to watch that. And I don't know, you know, with the two of you both running in in different areas. How closely you have to watch what you say and, and the things that you do, unless of course you're you're just being straight up honest, 
and it's something that you know if you don't care who hears you you'll say it uh behind closed doors you'll say it uh, right. in the public uh, eye as well so got a caller on the line here just a moment caller go right ahead you're on key radio what's up hey good morning guys good morning how's it um, going i think that's an ex- that's an excellent point um about people who are already in office being able to turn pain i mean think about it they're doing it on taxpayer dollars um and it is a real problem especially when it comes to door knocking things like that um you know business visits these are all things that somebody running a new campaign in order for them to do during business hours during the day uh, obviously they have to take off work so it's always a uh, uphill battle facing incumbent for that reason um they can literally campaign all day long i know um you know, since the announcements are being made and everything else, it's relevant, but the commissioner, um, the commission has that ability probably more than anyone who's having no real set hours um, designated, you know, during the week. So a lot of times commissioners will be the ones, you know, you kind of keep an eye on. If you get a visit on a Monday from a guy at, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock in the morning, instead of listening to their political spiel, maybe say, hey, Aren't you supposed to be at work? Right. Job to be at. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I would say. If I got that's a visit good. during working hours, uh, that's good. You know, so and I, I, it would be nice to see some reforms, maybe even locally, that says, "Hey, you can't be doing that because, you know, um, I know Greg Hasty's been going out, uh, giving out brochures. I had some people from some different offices. He stopped by, uh, messaged me, pictures of the brochures." that he was handing out that made all of these crazy claims. Uh, and he was also, you know, door knocking. I've heard he's been door knocking at Climax Springs. Right, um, I've heard that as some well. some of the more outlying areas. Yeah, so, again, that's an unfair advantage to everybody that's running against him uh, because he can campaign whenever he wants. So you don't have to wait, you know. He just, hey, I'm leaving, hold my calls to the secretary. And he goes out and does his thing, so... Uh, I think that's a very valid point and something that people should be very, you know, kind of aware of because if you're out doing it when you should be at work, you're using taxpayer dollars to campaign. And at the state level, you're talking about the Senate race. Uh, You know, Eric Schmidt, that dude, from my view of him, everything he does is a political calculated move. Yeah. I just don't see... I don't see a lot of genuineness to it. You know, he's pulling up all these causes now, which, hey, I'm grateful for. If he's winning, if he's making gains, awesome. But where were you in 2020, beginning of 2020? Where, where have you been on all the things that have been sent to your office from Camden County that are clearly within, you know, your office's uh, scope? Where has he been on all that? I mean, I know some sunshine law violations were turned in here just a couple months ago and those are some of dozens and dozens that have been turned in and he's never acted because why why would he it doesn't put his name in the spotlight that's right it's Um, not not a big enough i know uh, not a big enough spotlight people i've talked to in camden county i think if he were to do that it would sure give him a bump here because it's just it's one of those things it's just going on and on you know, you were talking about Gravelgate earlier. Originally, they asked the Attorney General to investigate Gravelgate, and he declined. So, you know, 
the, I think the point of that is you get a you're supposed to get a true outside third party, um, you know, office to look at it, and he has failed to do so in every instance. So, anyways, I say that to say, don't buy all the campaign rhetoric because a lot of it is just y'all know. I don't have to speak to you, but for people out there that still buy into that same crap, the the flyer, the the sign, all that. Pay attention, really, really pay attention, because this 2022 election, the August primary, in fact, has big implications for the county. It's not just the commission base; it's prosecutor, it's right. judge, it's. Uh, I think the uh, auditor's up, if I'm not mistaken. Clerk is up. I mean, it's there's quite a few races that'll be determined in August, so uh, people need to be keenly aware. Caller, have a good day, guys. Great show. Thanks, man. Appreciate you listening this morning, and tell your friends. That's uh, something I'd like to uh, to reiterate. There, tell your friends. Let it, let them know what's going on here on Key Radio, and uh, you know that's it's another point that I, I I'd like to make maybe, but we've got to jump in here and take a quick uh, break, top of the hour, and then we'll come back talk some more with uh, Matt Burns, Ike Skelton. Your phone calls welcome five seven three six three three five three. Niner 5. It's Key Radio and The Daily Show. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 5th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Cold weather blowing in tonight. The National Weather Service says a fast-moving system will bring single-digit temperatures, a wind chill near zero, and up to an inch of snow throughout the day on Thursday. It doesn't look like we'll see heavy snowfall, but make sure you bundle up as the temperatures won't get out of the teens on Thursday, with an overnight low of 9. The field is getting crowded in the race for Camden County Presiding Commissioner as another candidate entered the race this week. Former Presiding Commissioner Chris Franken says he'll be seeking election to that seat. Franken made his announcement on Monday, pointing to divisiveness in the county's government and a lack of transparency. Franken will face Lydia Porter as well as current Presiding Commissioner Greg Hasty in the election August 2nd. Eagle Days returns this weekend to the lake. For a day of free fun and learning about the incredible birds of Missouri, this year's Eagle Days will be a one-day event set for Saturday, January 8th, featuring the live bird programs at Osage National Golf Resort and the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar. For a full schedule of events and more lake news, check out lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from lakeexpo.com. Lakeexpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the way tonight. MSU Bears are off to a pretty good start to this season. They're 10-5. and They're on the road tonight to play Bradley. The St. Louis Blues are hot of late after that time off around Christmas for the COVID outbreak. They've come back pretty strong and they look to stay hot tonight. In Pittsburgh against the Penguins, the Blues in a tight race with Minnesota and Nashville in the Central Division right now. High school basketball, Camden's and Osage, Eldon Versailles taking a break tonight, but they'll all be busy. Well, almost all of them will be busy on Friday. Camdenton will play at Central Friday night. Osage will be at home against Stoutland Friday night. And Eldon will be at home against Salem. You can see Eldon and Salem Friday night on Lake TV. So be sure to check that out. Also, Seaver sales coach Jason Oliver, he's the featured uh, coach this week on the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV, Tuesdays through Friday, every day at 10, 2, and 6. Of course, the Chiefs saw that win streak come to an end last Sunday, losing in Cincinnati. They also lost the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. That number one seed comes with a bye the first week, so the Chiefs would love to get that back. In order to get back into the top spot in the AFC playoffs, they'll have to win on the road at Denver this week and have Tennessee lose on the road against Houston this week. The Chiefs, again, number two in the AFC playoff standings behind the Titans. Right behind the Chiefs are the Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Colts, and Chargers. NFC playoff standings, number one seed, Green Bay, followed by the Rams, Buccaneers, Dallas, and Arizona. Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl. Rams and Packers with the longest win streaks in the league right now at five. And of course, college football's national championship game next Monday, Alabama against Georgia. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. KB show on Lake TV is what's burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Who knows and understands the Lake of the Ozarks better than the people who live here? Key Radio is bringing the public square right to your radio, computer, or mobile device. We get a lot of outside advice on how to handle what's happening at the lake, and that's great. However, we'd rather hear from the people like you who live here, get involved, and really make a difference with Key Radio. You're listening to 89.3 The Key.
Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. 911 on the Daily Show. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you're at, wherever you are listening. Uh, you might give us a little shout out this morning at 573-633-5395. Tell us where you're at. If you're listening uh, online, if you're listening on 89.3, if you're listening on the free apps that we have for iPhone and or Androids, we've got it all. We've got you covered. And uh, now we've got these uh, beautiful new bumper stickers. If you are a business owner and you would like us to uh, bring you some bumper stickers to put in your business, we'd love to do that as well. Just contact myself or Bill Munhausen or somebody you know through the through the station, and we'd be happy to uh, bring it all out to you. 24 degrees is where we are as of right now. I realize that our marketing campaign is going rather well. We've got a TV commercial on Lake TV. We've got uh, an ad on our other media partners' uh, website, lakeexpo.com, and now we've got bumper stickers. So we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. That's right. With the help of uh, all of our great uh, content providers that we have here locally, all of our underwriters that we have, uh, and, and certainly the community. Tell somebody about us, and uh, we'll give you a free bumper sticker. How's that? Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call in, though. Caller number 10. No. <laughs> no. Oh, Lord. I, I remember those no, days. No, 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 no. The guy on speed no. dial that, you know, would have. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say you're calling number two, caller number four, caller number six, <laughs> caller number eight, caller 10. Do they actually? Do y'all actually wait for caller number four? Or you just oh, you're caller number four, and they might be like uh, five or six or three. Or we <laughs> used to do a thing called No Repeat Thursday. This was years ago, and you had to be like the fiftieth caller or something okay. like that. Here comes the caller right now. <laughs> He's on his way out here. But uh, yeah, and and we we literally, literally would because we didn't want to do we, we we you know if you put something out there. And you don't abide by it, yeah. your listeners turn on you in a hurry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. You lied. You uh, played the, 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 uh-huh. the excuses are, are endless. I'm sure. I'm sure. 913, 24 degrees. We are looking for a high today of about 32. Enjoy the sunshine and the fact that it will get up to freezing because tomorrow <laughs> it'll uh, definitely be below freezing with wind chills. And uh, certainly uh, cold temperatures, we're going to get a little snow, maybe some ice, all kinds of stuff. And, and here, here's the thing, folks. You know, the first couple of weather events that we have, everybody goes, you know, overboard and talking about it, right? So go overboard in preparing for it so you don't find yourself up the creek without a paddle. And uh, all those folks that got caught <laughs> on whatever, whatever interstate, uh, I guess there were several places where they got caught, uh, and Virginia was one of them. Huh. There was a highway in Virginia where a lot of these people ended up getting stranded for like hours, and none of them were prepared. I mean, none of them, absolutely none of them. What do you think if you had one of those electric cars that, uh, or even these gas cars that, when you're at a at a stoplight and you got your the engine shuts off? Yeah, really. <laughs> Hello. Well, you know, you if you're going to be in a situation like that, uh, uh, folks were saying, you know, they'd run the motor and shut it off every 15 minutes and crack the window so you didn't get the carbon monoxide. But other than that, they were very poorly prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, go ahead, Matt. Well, I was just going to say, uh, it's good to be prepared. Just don't buy all the toilet paper from Walmart for Pete's sake. Leave some for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. And come on. Well, see, I, I've, I've already got that one uh taken care of because, you know, after the toilet paper started showing up again, I would buy like a, a package of toilet paper every week until, you know, we've got enough now to last us probably about 10 years. I used to do that with ammo. 
Go buy a box. That's not of a ammo. bad plan. <laughs> Go buy a box of ammo. Well, that's an yeah. interesting thing to weigh out. Do I want ammo, ammo. or do I want toilet paper? <laughs> right. <laughs> We're off the grid. I know there's a lot of people around here that are going to try to break into my house. Are they going to steal my toilet paper or my ammo? Well, probably both. Probably both. You know, KB, that last caller, I wanted to kind of comment on that. We went to break, but uh, he brought up some good points about, you know, campaigning really when you're supposed to be working in an incumbent uh, does have a bit of an advantage there, don't they? And I think there is a certain number of hours the commissioners are supposed to be there, but I don't think it's a whole lot. It's like maybe, what, 12 or 15 hours or or it's not very much. So I think you can probably go out and, you know, it's like, you know, you're talking about yourself and and others. uh, You know, you would have to take off work to do that, and I would have to take off work to do that. So it is a bit of an advantage for an incumbent. And maybe there are some reforms that could be done there at the local level. I don't know. And then with regard to uh, Eric Schmidt, uh, a big part of his office is to investigate public corruption, you know, and allegations of public corruption. And we've certainly had at least the allegations of that. Mm-hmm. And so why isn't he engaging on those issues? Um, I don't know. You know, what is the point of Missouri Sunshine Law if people can violate it and there really is no penalty for it? It really is just for show. So something needs to be done there. And that would have to be done, I guess, by the lawmakers. I, I don't know, Ike, do you, what do you think? Well, I think you have to, uh, I mean, you got to balance everything out, you know. And uh, as far as Eric Schmidt, maybe it's not going to give him the the uh, headlines that he wants, but I, I'm kind of with the caller, you know, in, in reality. Um, and, and what you just said, that's kind of your job, you know. And if you start exposing things within a state, I mean, because, look, I, I would bet you that, Almost every county, almost every municipality has a person or two that are not quite above board. And if uh, when the people bring those out to expose things, if you're running for a statewide office or a statewide, well, it is statewide office, uh, U.S. Senate, and uh, you bring out some of this stuff about what's going on locally and, and show that you are willing to, uh, to, to be concerned about that, then I think it'd be a smart thing for him to do. But it's not getting the statewide headlines right, as, right. as suing Columbia School District or, or the Springfield School District or something like that. So, and I, when was, so when did Josh Hawley win his election? Because Schmidt was appointed soon after that, right? And how many headlines has he grabbed for all of these other things, you know, before the election, before he decided to run for Senate? Yeah, I mean, I, most people hadn't even heard of him prior yeah, to that. Exactly. You know? So, you know, there's it's a... <laughs> but, you know, on a local level, if you're, let's say you're violating or, or alleged to have violated the Missouri Sunshine Law... And people come to you and they counsel you and they say, look, this is what you did wrong. You don't need to be doing this anymore. And you you address that, you straighten that up and you stop doing that. Okay, that's great. But if you continue to blatantly violate it, well, there has to be some sort of penalty along the way somewhere, I would think. And it doesn't seem like there is. So really, that's kind of a a major flaw in Missouri law, I guess you might I, say. I haven't read the whole statute. I guess I have to read the whole statute and see what is there. You know what concerns me with uh, people that are running for political office? Do we have the best and brightest people running for these uh, offices as far as, like, uh, let's say, for example, U.S. Senate? Are these people running, Republican, Democrat, Independent, are these the best of the best? Now, I say that because it seems to me that normally what you have as far as Republicans now, uh, who's got the most money? Who can outlast everybody else in terms yeah. of campaigning? Uh, and, and are we really getting exposed to, and, and nothing against 
Mark McCloskey, but I don't see him as a serious candidate. I really don't. Um, Eric Schmidt, you know, because he's got the political savvy, and, and, and we were privy to that when he made a trip to town, and, and Mc, Mark McCloskey came to town as well. But do we really, and, 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 and certainly when you go up the chain all the way up to President of the United States, you know, is uh, whoever the two candidates are, are those really the best two? I mean, don't we have people, to me, well, to me anyway, I, some of these people, it's like they they could never show themselves, or they, they might be able to briefly yeah. do so. Yeah, it's kind of like, how did Joe Biden get the nomination? Was yeah. he the best candidate that no. the Democrats had? I mean, for Pete's sake. And you look at, like, what is it, uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You know, I, I liked her the best of all the Democrats. You know, she seems to be the only one that has even a bit of common sense, and she just didn't get anywhere. Well, Joe Biden's like a post turtle. You heard of a post turtle? No. Mm. Yeah, you're driving down a country road, and you see this turtle up on a post. Well, <laughs> you wonder how he got there. You know he didn't get there by himself. Right. Somebody had to put, put him, him up there. there. And then once he's up there, uh, what's he going to do? So, you know, that's, that's what I think of Joe Biden. He's a post turtle. He didn't I, get I up there. I will tell you, I've seen a snapping turtle climb a fence before. Is that right? Yeah. That's an aggressive slapping turtle. Well, he was out in the middle of a farm pond, and he wanted out. I guess. And he was, because uh, I sat there, it was on a Wednesday afternoon when I used to sit out and watch the B2s come back, yeah. the Whiteman. Yeah. And I noticed out of the corner of my eye, this little thing, and I looked over, and I'm like, that's a turtle. He's climbing a fence. Must have been mating season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do whatever you got to do, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Get out of the pond. Uh, you know, the best, best of the – I don't know. You know, I don't know. I mean, if, if – if, but look, look at what it takes, honestly, to run for public office, and yeah. it's just about any public office. Um, uh, even, you know, school board, uh, city council, right. those all take a lot of time out of your, your day. It takes a lot of money and, and an all, a lot of effort because if you want to win, uh, you have to go out there and work hard to do it. And then as far as school board, city council, some of those things, what is in it for you? You know, what? so if you're looking at a, a I can return. I that if you want. No, well, I, I know what's in it for you, my friend, and, and a lot of people. That, and that's, that's, that's the thing. A lot of people are feeling the same way when they run for those positions that aren't compensated. Uh, you get nothing but flack from, from one, half of the, one half of the aisle. You get a bunch of flack from the other half of the aisle. They're, they like you because they voted for you, but they're watching you very closely. So you've got to watch what you say. You mentioned that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, if you truly are who you are, and you're truthful and you're standing on whatever it is you stand on, you know, you're going to offend an awful lot of people. And that might, uh, and then if you can't get into office, then you can't do the the good things that you would like to do and and uh, stand for, what have you. So it's, uh, man, it's, it's uh, um, I've ran for office before. Uh, I ran for state representative. I ran for school board down in Laclede County. And, and uh, it, it's a, uh, it's a different world when you're running for public office. It just is. It's one of those situations where when you look at this, you know, initially I think anybody gets involved in politics because they feel like they want to make a difference. Yeah. Something has had happened to them that they feel like, or, or they look at the, the current situation and they say, you know what, this just isn't right. I want to make a change. There you go. And it, it, so often it seems like, you know, they're campaigning, they're campaigning, they're campaigning, but then when they get through the doors and they see the land of milk and honey, things just kind of change for them. And it's not necessarily about how they feel and what they truly believe in or what their constituents thinks. Uh, 
they they become more of you know what's the popular decision? What are, what are people? You know, I, I'm going to make yeah. some people mad, but how many people do I really want mad at me? Mm. Do I want a few people mad at me? Do I want a lot of people mad at me? Do I go down the uh, uh, the road of of what's popular as opposed to what's right? Yeah. And we have politicians, you know. Um, Rand Paul comes to mind. You know, he, he normally sticks to his guns on things. He's yes, pretty he good does. about that. Uh, you know, we've heard from Rick Bratton. He sounds like he's, you know, got a pretty good idea of what he wants to do. Uh, some folks on the local level as well. And we've seen that, fortunately. And, and you mentioned school board. I think the president of the school board is doing a pretty darn good job sticking to her guns. I agree. Yeah, and she's come under a lot of pressure, you know. And what happens, people get elected and they say they're going to do all of these different things. And either they can't get those things done and then people who supported them turn on them. Or they get in there and they see this this massive just government leviathan process and a lever being pulled here and a gear grinding and turning there. And it kind of overtakes them to some degree. And so then they start giving in a little bit on their principle here and a little bit on their principle there. And then they want to tell you why they had no choice, but to, we had to do this. Mm-hmm. We had to do that, you know? And so I'm just a point, I'm, I've reached a point to where I've, I've been hearing year after year after year. Well, you know, next year, our guy's going to do this. And then they get in there and they don't do it. Then, well, the next year, you know, I'm not going to hold my nose anymore. Like I did when I voted for John McCain and Mitt Romney. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that anymore. If they're not, if they're not a good, you know, somebody that represents what? me, I, I'm just not going to. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll write my own name in before I do that anymore. I'm just done with that. Mm-hmm. I, people are going to follow through on what they say they're going to do, or at least stand on their principles, or I'm not going to support you. Well, you know, you bring up a good point, especially about once you get into that office and you start seeing all of the different, uh, um, the machinery of government. I mean, case in point, you know, I've got three, four different stacks of, of information laying here in front of me. Uh, we're going to talk about planning and zoning here. And just the regulations and just the statutes and all of the ins and outs and trying to figure out what truly is the law right. is, is, is daunting in and of itself. And um, you have to, yeah, we've got all these modern convenience, the computer and the list is right there, but it, it's, it's very misleading. You got to jump over here and you got to jump over there and then you got to go this way. And then you have one group of people that said, well, we did it this way and, and maybe the minutes show that. And then another group said they did it that way and the minutes maybe show that. And now where is the truth? Is it somewhere in the middle? And then how do you get this, once this genie's out of the bottle, how do you get it back in there and, and get it fixed up to where, um, you know, the, the public can say, all right, this is cool. We've got what we want here. A good job done. And let's move on to the next thing. Because every time you come up with an instance like this, this land use code or, uh, you know, the parking lot and when, when we're talking local government here or, or at the school, you know, uh, uh, somebody being found to do something dirty. Uh, and how long has that been going on, you know, and all these different sorts of things. And, and once you finally get all of that worked out, um, you, you kind of sit back and you say, phew, okay, now what's next? And then you're getting hit with something else again, you know. And I know for, for me personally, I want to, to do the best I can to end that sort of stuff. And I right. think the way you do that is, is as much public involvement as you possibly can in virtually everything that you do. And everything that you do has got to be above board. and It's got to be right out there in front, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Right, um, right. You know, I, somebody brought up a point about uh, uh, 
wanted to maybe come up with a regulation to prevent um, uh, a business owner to require a particular shot, in this case the COVID shot, uh, to work here. And, you know, Liberty tells me that I can't, I can't force a business to do something like that. Now, a lot of people didn't like that idea, and I, and I understand that. Um, yet at the same time, I hope that they respected the idea that, that I was going to stand on that principle, and I stand on that principle across the board. Um, and sometimes we're not going to agree on everything. Well, I think the, the disagreement that people have is, number one, uh, when that employee took that job, uh, they didn't agree to do that. And so you know, now you're somewhat changing the terms on them a little bit. Yeah, so and, there's other, and there's other remedies. There. Yeah, I just it, don't like the government involved. Yeah, No, I get that. So that's kind of one problem. And then the other problem is, you know, if, if people have a religious objection or even a conscious objection, um, you know, you, you really have to honor that, I, I would, think. Yes, so, I think so, so that's kind of where you have to go with those types of things, you know. <laughs> but I, when did planning and zoning come in? When did we actually, it was back in the 90s, 94, wasn't it? 94, I believe. Was um, it was a plan they adopted from <clears throat> another county. It well, was basically another county's plan because we we the Camden County really had nothing for 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 a long time. Right, was absolutely it, nothing. It was voted in by the people in '94, and that's kind of a problem too. When you just copy and paste from somewhere else, you're kind of taking their bad problems and just bringing them in on yourself. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't fit. And I think you know, especially in Camden County. Uh, we are a very unique county with this beautiful lake that we have here. And so we have, I think, a little more to be concerned about than maybe some other counties. Yet yeah. we also have, we also have uh, the freedoms and liberties and some of the cool things in an awful lot of counties. And you've got to be able to balance that stuff out. Well, like, let, let me ask you, why does planning and zoning need to reach 3.5 miles from the shoreline? Why does it need to go that that's far? That's what was voted in, and that's all I can say. I mean, I if, it, if the idea of it was to, you know, handle problems around the shoreline, then shouldn't it be around the shoreline? Well, more importantly, shouldn't it be something that, and, and I know based on certain circumstances, you have to amend and change things from time to time. Right. But when you amend and change things, do you turn it into something that's truly planning and zoning, or do you turn it into something that's a moneymaker? Or, or even that. With fines you, and fees and all this other nonsense. Yeah, or, or, and control. Or, yeah, yeah, and the, there, there's the biggie. So we have a United States Constitution, and that is the law of the land, and these are the rules you're supposed to follow. And it's not easily changed. Well, you can look at a land use code kind of that same way. These are the rules and the things that you have to follow, and it shouldn't be easily changed, but it can be easily changed. And when you change the rules in midstream, are you chasing the dollar, as you mentioned? Are you making it more profitable for one person versus another? And can you escape the possibility of that occurring, even though you have great intentions of why you're changing whatever? You know, we talked about the setback. Uh, the setback rule. A lot of builders didn't like that. It's my understanding that setback is gone now. Well, did you did did you do that for the majority of the people, or was there just a handful of people that came forward and said, you know, I really need to get rid of this? Yeah. And, and by the way, I know a good group of people that'll vote for you. And I'm not saying that occurred. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying those things. Uh, the possibility, are possibility of, of that happening. Right. Is what? Yeah. What are the what are the chances of it being done, not for uh, the many, but for the few? Tell you what, real quick, we got to jump in here. Let's do it. We're going to talk some more P&Z with uh, Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. BS Nation is the program heard Mondays and Saturdays right here on Key Radio.
Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, January 5th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. Cold weather blowing in tonight. The National Weather Service says a fast-moving system will bring single-digit temperatures, a wind chill near zero, and up to an inch of snow throughout the day on Thursday. It doesn't look like we'll see heavy snowfall, but make sure you bundle up as the temperatures won't get out of the teens on Thursday, with an overnight low of 9. The field is getting crowded in the race for Camden County Presiding Commissioner as another candidate entered the race this week. Former Presiding Commissioner Chris Franken says he'll be seeking election to that seat. Franken made his announcement on Monday, pointing to divisiveness in the county's government and a lack of transparency. Franken will face Lydia Porter as well as current Presiding Commissioner Greg Hasty in the election August 2nd. Eagle Days returns this weekend to the lake. For a day of free fun and learning about the incredible birds of Missouri, this year's Eagle Days will be a one-day event set for Saturday, January 8th, featuring the live bird programs at Osage National Golf Resort and the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar. For a full schedule of events and more lake news, check out lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play to get more Lake of the Ozarks news. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. We've got some college hoops on the way tonight. MSU Bears are off to a pretty good start to this season. They're 10-5. and five. They're on the road tonight to play Bradley. The St. Louis Blues are hot of late after that time off around Christmas for the COVID outbreak. They've come back pretty strong, and they look to stay hot tonight. In Pittsburgh against the Penguins, the Blues in a tight race with Minnesota and Nashville in the Central Division right now. High school basketball, Camden to Osage, Eldon Versailles taking a break tonight, but they'll all be busy. Well, almost all of them will be busy on Friday. Camdenton will play at Central Friday night. Osage will be at home against Stoutland Friday night. And Eldon will be at home against Salem. You can see Eldon and Salem Friday night on Lake TV, so be sure to check that out. Also, Seaver sales coach Jason Oliver, he's the featured uh, coach this week on the High School Basketball Coaches Show on Lake TV, Tuesdays through Friday. Friday every day at 10, 2, and 6. Of course, the Chiefs saw that win streak come to an end last Sunday, losing in Cincinnati. They also lost the number one seed in the AFC playoffs. That number one seed comes with a bye the first week, so the Chiefs would love to get that back. In order to get back into the top spot in the AFC playoffs, they'll have to win on the road at Denver this week and have Tennessee lose on the road against Houston this week. The Chiefs, again, number two in the AFC playoff standings behind the Titans. Right behind the Chiefs are the Bengals, Bills, Patriots, Raiders, Colts, and Chargers. NFC playoff standings, number one seed, Green 
Bay, followed by the Rams, Buccaneers, Dallas, and Arizona. Colts have the most players going to the Pro Bowl. Rams and Packers with the longest win streaks in the league right now at five. And, of course, college football's national championship game next Monday, Alabama against Georgia. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. That's right. KB show on Lake TV is what's burning. You can see it at 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, and 11 at night. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, free on Roku and Fire Stick, and streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters, and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hudson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niagara River in Roach, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com. thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, the key. 9.36 is our time, and we welcome you back to The Daily Show on Key Radio. The key to Key Radio is that we're not, you know, we're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. We're not trying to step on anybody's toes. Well, we might hurt a few people. Well, feelings. you know what? If you can't take it, then you know what? Get out of the game. The, the, really. truth, the truth can hurt sometimes. It is. You know, and, and, and I think the, the key to what we're doing here, yet again, is that what you guys laughed at when I said the key to key radio? <laughs> no. did, did I say something stupid? No, I was no, laughing I at Ike. He was over here violently shaking. Oh, <laughs> at yeah, our we, we had to go on, yeah, we had to go on the air. But, <laughs> yeah, we were in the middle of a discussion, and, and we were talking about how, how things – can be done in such a way as to, uh, okay, you know what? Let's do away with any kind of talk radio because, quite frankly, it very well might step on a few toes. Yeah. It might be a situation where somebody doesn't like what we're saying. But you know what? We have the right to say it. We're not saying anything bad about that particular person. We're not calling them names. We're not referring to them in any derogatory manner. Right. And it is straight above. It, it, it's all above the table. Everything you can see. And we get information through the methods that are uh, allowed to obtain information. Sunshine Law, Freedom of Information Act. But somebody, you know, <clears throat> gets a little uptight about something that uh, somebody stumbles onto and they don't want people to know about it. So what do you do? Well, you contact somebody at that radio station and you say, you know what, I really don't like the direction things are going. Those people that you have on the air there, you really need to, you know, maybe wait a while or don't have them on as much or, you know, talk to them about what they're going to talk about first and, and plan what you're going to do. And, and, and we do all that. I mean, we talk. Uh, I don't just, you know, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're doing a little radio program. <laughs> 
We'll come down, have a few cocktails, and talk about whatever, you know. That's but, not how it works. But here's the fun part, my friend, and this is the beauty of talk radio and key radio maybe even being the most beautiful of it, as it were. If you disagree with something that we're talking about in here, you give out the phone number yeah, a couple of times in, every right. hour. Call in here and tell us where we're wrong. Tell us what we're not looking at or show us a direction we should go to. Right. Please, because, look, if everything is one-sided – and that's that's the direction we're going to go because when they're when the opposition doesn't show up, then you're evidently doing things in the right way, right? You're going the right direction. If nobody's standing there to say, "Hey, something's right, wrong right. here," and Key Radio is beautiful for that, we got the fun. And I would bet you, if you can be, if you really know what you're talking about, uh, and and you can be articulate and talk to KB or Bill and schedule an hour or a half hour to come in here and maybe straighten us out. I, you might get the microphone, you know? You will get you the will microphone. You will get the microphone. I don't want to talk for you, my friend, but I, th- I figured that was your answer. Uh, but at a minimum, you have a, a phone that you can call in here, and, and you have the authority and the right to speak your mind just like we do. And, again, please show us where we're wrong. Shine the light because but, but, that's what we're all looking for is the truth in the right way. Absolutely, but you also have to be willing to take those calls yeah. yourself. That's and if true. you're not going to do that, then, you know, hey, you know. And, and, and if, you, if you're if you not willing to stand up and put your name on something, and well, actually, a phone call, you don't even have to tell us who you are if you just want to call in here. You know, you can be anonymous and, and give your opinion and give your thought. Don't curse, you know. Don't Be uh, respectable. Yeah, be respectful. Don't make a bunch of allegations about somebody that if you do, you need to have some paperwork. You can back it up at some point in time or another. But uh, this, this is the freedom. This is your freedom of speech right here and the way to share it with many. 573-633-5395. We wanted to talk planning and zoning with the 20 minutes we have left here in this uh, particular edition of The Daily Show. Gentlemen, uh, some interesting things uh, going on with P&Z right now, some things we wanted to kind of bring to the table. And again, uh, just an opportunity for folks to be made aware of what's going on. And then here, here, here again, to kind of back up what uh, Matt and Ike are talking about, do your own research, folks. If you don't think that uh, what is being presented to you is is legitimate or uh, you know on the uh, on the level, do your own research. So we uh, we had looked at some things, we had found out uh, a few things, and uh, we wanted to kind of talk about some of those things today, gentlemen. And uh, I know we we kind of got into it before uh, the the break at the bottom of the hour, but uh, and and here's uh, with the planning and zoning. I, I would love for the folks, somebody from planning and zoning, to come on and just uh, again straighten me out if uh, we're going down the wrong path. Yeah, because, I mean, those are the folks that are right in the middle of all of this and uh, should have the information that we're looking for. So um, most of you have probably already heard there's been a revision to the land use code in Camden County. And uh, I think that we read, what is it, 280-something pages? Um, It was a lot. Yeah, that's my first question is, why does it have to be that long? Uh, Why is it all that common? And I started reading it, and, you know, as I've said before, I can read legislation. I can read law, and I kind of know what I'm looking at. I'm not an attorney. Um, But uh, you start reading some of this stuff in the land use code, and your eyes start to bleed. And uh, you really make a wonder, where did this junk even come from? I mean, they're talking about your shrubs can only be so high, or new ones have to be a certain height, and then you can only have uh, so much of an impervious. Uh, area on your on your lot, and you can only 
only have uh, uh, you have to plant a tree every X amount of feet, and all these other different things yeah, that uh, permit for this and per- a permit for that. Absolutely, yeah. and, and the money you've got to spend to get that permit. There's a gentleman out there that that wanted to put a shed on his property and had to spend hundreds of dollars just to get permission from uh, Almighty here to uh, be able to do it. And and um, is that what we really want to do with people? And, no, uh, we don't. We don't. And uh, uh, I think one of the biggest problems we had with this whole mess here is the fact of where we are today in that it is so confusing how it even came about for sure and whether it has been voted on even has now become a uh, question. Right. And to me, all of this could have been handled much better if it would have been done with an ounce of transparency. Yeah, so... And you and I both went to that same meeting, and uh, the presiding commissioner made a, a point to emphasize over and over again about how it had been posted and all of this. It's a things. done deal. Yeah. And, and this is a done deal. And I don't think anybody's arguing that it wasn't posted. It's just the fact that it was posted kind of obscurely in a newspaper that has really got low readership. And people are getting their information online now. Uh, so why wouldn't you at least put it on your website, put it on a, a Facebook page, or, or, or post it somewhere? And I think, and it has brought, been brought up, and I don't know for sure, but I, there is a law that says something about if you're going to make revisions and all of these different things, you have the 15-day notice time period and all of that, but it has to be noticed in each township. Yeah. I believe in two places in each township, so that would be 20 places that it would have to be noticed. Um and I don't believe that occurred. So that is at least one question. The second question is, I, now they changed it, Ike. Didn't they change it from being a kind of a civil matter to now they're moving it in the realm of being criminal? Where if you are out of compliance with part of this land use code, that you can be prosecuted now a Class A misdemeanor. Uh, you can be fined and or thrown in jail or both. That is a real serious problem because if you're doing something with your property and let's say you're an outspoken critic, and I'm not saying this is happening. I'm just saying it opens the door to it happening. If you're an outspoken critic of government and and you're being prosecuted for some minor little whatever, it's a way to silence you. Yeah, That's a real problem. Yeah, and, and, and as you said, it might not be happening now, but it sets up the machinery to do so. Right, guys. We've got a call. Let's jump in and take our call. Caller, thanks for joining us. You are on Key Radio. What's up? Uh, yes, we are. Caller, for some strange reason, we're having a little trouble hearing you. Let me see if I can adjust the volume here a little bit. Interesting. Let's see what happened uh, with that. Caller's still with us there. Stick stick with us for a second, caller. <clears throat> yeah, my headphones are gone. I can't hear. You can you've got headphones. You're good. Sometimes this uh <clears throat> sometimes this situation gets a little funky here on us. Caller, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor if you're still listening and give us a call back and uh, see if we can't get you uh can't get you back on the horn here because Give me just a second. I'm going to go back and go all the way through this, and we'll get the caller back on there. Gentlemen, if you want to proceed with your what you were saying there, and we'll see if we can't get the caller back. Well, Ike, I was just saying that, you know, when you start adding these criminal penalties for these little process, you know, 
paperwork discrepancies or you didn't get a little permit for that. Now it's no longer civil, it's criminal, and you're using the weight of government against people. Mm-hmm. Or you could use the weight of government against people. That is a real problem because even if we have a great uh, leadership at the local level now, let's say we have a great sheriff, we have a great commissioner, we have all of these great people that we like, it's not going to stay that way forever. And so you just don't do these things. You don't open the door to government being able to do that because eventually the shoe will be on the other foot. And if it doesn't pass the shoe on the other foot test, then you don't do it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this brings up uh, something else that occurred in the budget. And, see, this is a, the, the problem when you are doing things uh, that aren't above board, when you're doing things in, in secret um, and not having the input of everybody uh, during the entire process. Uh, because now there is a question in the budget with the prosecuting attorney getting a uh, another investigator and their increase in their budget for investigatory things. So you think at first, well, why in the world would you need to do that? Well, when you look at a brand new land use code that's coming along, uh, that uh, now they it's in statute that there are criminal penalties to begin with. But it just says misdemeanor. It doesn't say class A, B, whatever, right? Yeah, so, so, but uh, so then, then you have to wonder. And Call in studio web interface. This is this is the speculation. Uh, you know, did they give this new investigator to the county prosecutor because they wrote in this land use code that now these things have to be referred? I don't know. Caller, go ahead. Let's try it again. Hey, uh, just want to see if you guys want to have someone from the planning and zoning uh, uh, appointed commission to kind of. Uh, shed some light on some things, or not even shed some light, just kind of share. Uh, Love to, yeah. Just kind of share our take on it. Absolutely, absolutely, right. yeah. Feel free to well, uh, go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm Jacob Nushi. It's nice to meet. I don't think I've talked to any one of you guys, but uh, it seems like I'm kind of getting lumped in here with uh, with people that uh, I don't really uh, have any affiliation with. So I'm just an individual guy uh, calling just to kind of give my perspective. Well, go ahead and do that. I think uh, Matt's got a uh, a question for you. Go ahead, Matt. Well, first off, I don't think anybody lumped you in there. Um, Nobody mentioned your name. But so my question to you is. Well, there were some Facebook comments out there under that citizen's uh, Facebook page that and under the KRMS thing that kind of lumped me in with uh, uh, Mr. Hasty and Mr. Williams. And uh, just to be clear, I have never really had a conversation with any of them outside of a public meeting. Okay. Period. Well, and that may be. So my question for you is this. No, 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 no. It's not that that may be. That is, the, that, that is what I'm saying. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I don't need the condescension. If I can't ask a question, KB, what's the point here? Go ahead and ask your question. No, ask the question. I just, I just like to keep it clear there that, uh, you know, I don't have any affiliation whatsoever. Okay, so here's my question. Did planning and Definitely. zoning vote unanimously to pass this land use code? Well, there are two votes, I think, that we're talking about here. Uh, one is the, the land use code that was uh, – and, and here's the semantics, I think, that we're getting into is I don't believe that we have, uh, we can't approve anything. We send recommendations up to the county commission, and the county commissions, our elected officials, are the only ones that have any power to actually vote to approve anything. But but did I mean, the, the, but, but did you vote to send it to the commission with your blessing? Yeah, we 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 voted to send it on up. I mean, there's really no blessing. I, I wouldn't say it's just because usually what happens is when we send it up, there's another public hearing. 
Now, during that October 21st meeting, Mr. Williams said that, you know, this isn't a public hearing. Uh, you know, I don't know if that, I'm not an attorney, I'm not into statute law, but to me, just like any other of those uh, uh, zoning changes that we send up there, the public's always allowed to talk. This particular case, they didn't. So I, I'm not sure why they didn't on this case. I think some of the questions. And again, I mean, I mean, we had we had two we had two, and just let it, I, I can answer questions too. Um, do you guys want me to kind of run through kind of the timeline for me and my thought process, and then you guys can ask me questions about it? Or do you guys just want to ask, ask questions? I mean, I'm I'm okay with either. Well, I, I, in, to be fair, I think we should at least give you the opportunity to establish uh, the groundwork. We're, we're getting up close to the top of the hour, so if you could uh, maybe uh, summarize uh, your uh, involvement in this. Uh, yeah, we'll I'll give you, I'll, yeah, I'll give you the two-minute read on it. <laughs> All right. So um, we had a public hearing for the land use code, I think, early June. No one showed up. Then we put it on the agenda for our uh, – or no, I'm sorry, it was early July that we had a public hearing – uh, no one showed up now, and I get, and I agree with, uh, Mr. Skelton and Mr. Burns there and, and, uh, and a host of other people. I don't think it, I think it should have been publicized more. I, I think that community input is, is extremely important. However, as a volunteer board, that's not really my direction. I mean, all that's done under planning and zoning, uh, the, the girls in the office under the direction of the commission. I mean, they're the paid guys in there working every day. I feel like it should have been more publicized because public feedback is incredibly important. Mm -hmm. So we had an early meeting in uh, July. No one showed up, no real meeting. We added it onto the agenda in the July meeting. I did not feel comfortable with it, and I made the motion that we table this for 30 days to, even though there were no public, there was no one in the um, there to speak on it from the public's behalf. So I made the thing, we got to do it. Greg and Greg are going to need to come here. They're going to need to explain to us what, you know, what's going on here because none of us were involved in the rewrite process either. Wow. So that brings us to, wow. that brings us to August. So that brings us to August. Greg and, and Greg come and they kind of, we, we run through the code and after we run through the code and again, too, I don't make the decisions on what attorney reviews the code either. Sure. At all. No, 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 nothing. We didn't get asked our opinion about the code. We didn't get asked our feelings, really. We just kind of went through some of the things that were in the code, made them go through it. And I decided that, you know, one of the caveats that I did make which actually didn't even make the vote in October was this thing needs to be reviewed annually because under the assumption that maybe we missed, there are some things missed in this big code that, I mean, I know uh, Ike said it's uh, 280, but the current code that we are operating on, I think was 256. So I think the, the additional pages were meant to, you know, were just extra clarifying verbiage. And I, I think there are some stuff that were in there that, you know, maybe we missed. I mean, it's a big document. We needed the public to be there. Right. 100%. First, I, 100%. I, I'm, I'm so very happy you called because that clears up an awful lot right there. You're telling us that you really had no input as to how this land use code was going to be drawn up. I mean, you were given you were given. No. You were given uh, some I was under the, yeah, I was under the assumption that there was a committee out there working 
with the commission to do it. Uh-huh. A, a there was. There was, but that got that got kiboshed. Yeah, and that, I mean that didn't that that didn't bring it up to us. Wow. See, see, and here's some of the concern is the meeting that uh, Ike and I attended with the commissioner. Uh, the presiding commissioner, Greg Hasty, brought up a number of times how this was a unanimous vote and basically threw it off on planning well, and zoning. Is what he, that's what he did. Well, and, sure did. And, and, here, and here's what I'll say, Matt. The first vote was a 5-2 to two vote. If you go back and watch the October 21st meeting at the very beginning when they start talking about this, Greg Williams indicates it was like a 5-2 to two vote. And again, our vote was descendant on up to continue the process like we believe any of the other processes continue. Okay. Where they, you know, we, we send a rezone up there going from, you know, going from A1 to B2. There's always public coming in and talking about it. The sure. same public that was in our meeting. You know, but there and really, I agree with, I mean, but there really but wasn't. There wasn't anybody in that meeting. I mean, I think, uh, I think one of the, I think one person was there. Does it make you wonder why? Um, and so, um, I mean, and so that was a five to two vote. So it wasn't unanimous. So in that, in, in that October 21st meeting of the commission, they spent about three minutes talking about the code going over which one they were approving. And I think Greg Hasty had told, uh, James, um, that, you know, they're voting on the one that he gave Laura Martin, not the one that was in front of them. And then they spent an hour talking about the one in front of them, the one they weren't voting on which they were calling technical exceptions. And then at the end, they said, hey, we're not voting on that one. We're voting on the one that you guys had prior to that. And then they all voted yes. But the time, the hour time spent debating was not debating the one that they were approving. It was debating the technical exceptions that were hammered kind of out at that meeting. And this was October 21? Yes. Wow. So then, after the October twenty-one meeting, so they, so they got they, they they were very clear. I think in the vote, or I think everyone was confused because you spend an hour talking about things that you're not approving. I get right. it, yeah. Yeah. you know. And so then we, uh, so then they come back with those those same technical exceptions, is what they're calling them. Came back to us in November. Well, I watched the twenty-first meeting. I knew exactly. I, I knew the, the the technical exceptions. They were trying to say, hey, we missed these. We're going to add these to it. We did at that point unanimously vote to send those technical exceptions up for approval. Because I feel like that had already really been debated at the county level. And you guys really don't have any, even, even though, like Matt said, in this, in this most recent meeting, uh, that uh, the presiding commissioner made it sound like you guys gave your full stamp and approval to everything that was happening, and it was a done deal, and all the commission had to do was say it's a done deal, and everybody was uh, uh, in alignment and lockstep, and all was good. And you're kind of painting well, 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 I, I'm saying we don't have that authority. No, I We're an appointed yeah. body. Sure. We, we don't have that authority to do that. And frankly, our recommendation, if you read uh, uh, Article 1400, our recommendation means nothing. There have been times that they have uh, um, reversed what we would say we, we would do. Like if we said, "Hey, we think this uh, R one to B B two zoning is fine because you know it's on the middle of a highway, so highway property is usually commercial." Mm-hmm. So we we agree that they've had they've come back and said no. I mean, they don't have to take our recommend. They they don't have to do anything that we say. Sure, no, and and and, I, and, and, and again. And again, I too, I, I I explicitly said that you know I would make the recommendation, or I, I would recommend sending this up under the caveat I think there should be this should be reviewed annually because I didn't feel like we had a lot of public uh, input on it. 
So I didn't want to put it on the books and not be looked at for 12 years down the road. Mm -hmm. Jacob, do you feel like this, do you feel like this was handled uh, properly by our commissioners or do you feel like it was handled improperly? Uh, From a personal side, I feel like we should get public input. I feel like it should have been advertised more. I feel like we should have got a lot of public input. I think that committee should have been more involved than what it was. Um, from a legal standpoint, I they might have done the bare minimum. Okay. Well, caller, listen. I appreciate you taking the time to. Uh, we're we're on the tail end of the program. Well, and I just uh, yeah, I just definitely want to make sure that everyone know like that. The, you know, we we try our best as a volunteer board, but like uh, when they're out there, um, you know, making the public notices and making all of that, that's kind of in the people that are working there every day and the people that are in charge of them. That's not me. Very good. Appreciate We're the phone call. Thank you very much. All right. And, thank you. Uh, hopefully, yeah, I, uh, maybe you answered uh, a lot of the things that we're, we're, I we're going to address here. I truly appreciate you calling in. I mean, I can't express it enough, really. Yeah, thank because you. it was really made out to be thrown on them. I mean, that's the way I took it. Uh, because he, you know, he said a, a number sure of enough. times over and over about how it was a unanimous.